Thank you for listening to The Sacred Trauma. My name is Courtney Ray, and I am your host. In this episode, I'm going to touch a little bit about my personal experiences with dating, abuse, and how I've navigated thus far being on the cusp of the millennial and Generation Z um, group of people because we're all just so great, <laughs> and what I am doing to make sure that I end up with someone who can fulfill my needs and can handle the weight that I come with due to my trauma. If you think that I have flew through life with no parents not being promiscuous, that's funny. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I just think it's funny. (laughs) And the reason I think it's funny is because there's no perfect world where teenagers do not involve themselves in trouble. There's not a world where teenagers aren't the most dramatic and toxic mother effers that we all know. Um, And I was one of them at one point. So, I have been promiscuous since I was, like, 15, 16 years old. Um, Once that can of worms was released in me, I really believe that I just absorbed so much energy from the people around me and was getting so much attention from guys that I started to thrive off of it. I used to feed off of the drama. I used to love speaking with, like, just so many people at the same time. Like, that sounds terrible, but that's that's how it was for a long time. Then there would be situations where I would actually find a good guy and start to form a healthy relationship, but something difficult would come up, come up that, whether it was in conversation or just the feeling that I was having that scared me, I would definitely break up with them or just run away. And that's interesting to me now because a couple of years ago, I had to learn how to walk away from um, the opposite, someone who wasn't treating me right. And that was just... That was just like life-changing to me because I finally saw the bigger picture. Um, I need to be with someone who is understanding, empathetic, and caring because some of the trauma that I went through has aftermath and aftershock, I guess you could say, that isn't going to end or never ended in the first place. So I need someone who is strong enough to hold that weight on his shoulders as well as be supportive and caring for me. So my dream person is someone who is emotionally intelligent and isn't going to try to be too too authoritative with me because I've, I've literally grown up my whole life without parents. Like, come on. Like, if you think I'm ever going to have the personality where I'm just so obedient and I'm going to listen to someone on what to do with every aspect of my life like that's not the personality type that I'm looking for and I am okay with turning people away if that if that's what they're about um 
I believe that more traditional people who are more traditional in their beliefs or maybe grew up with a father who was more on the authoritative side or are with someone who is and it's working for them. Like, I'm not saying that those types of men aren't good for any woman. I just know they're not good for me. I just want to quickly put this out there that there have been um, great guys that I went on dates with or had a relationship with for some period of time who did not mistreat me and um, or if they did, it was more they added more positivity to my life than negative. However, on the other hand, there have been situations that I have been in with certain individuals who caused me long term damage and would never be allowed near me with a 10-foot pole. (laughs) So if someone that knows me is listening to this and might feel like offended or attacked by what I'm saying, um, first off, never assume. And I do want to give recognition to the people who um, were awesome. So I can admit that sometimes I am and wasn't awesome. So I think once you take accountability for your own parts in certain things um, and you don't play victim or the blame game, I think a lot more can be understood. There's something that is called hyper-independence that is very common in people who have experienced a great load of trauma because instead of relying on other people um, for whatever reason, There's more comfort in knowing that you're doing whatever needs to be done yourself. I believe that that is 100% who I am and why I am the way that I am. When it comes to asking for help, I know how to, but I hate doing it. Um, I will if I have to, but again, I don't like asking anyone for anything. Even if it's something as simple as lifting a box, I I would prefer not to. I'd prefer to lift that box myself. (laughs) Um, and I know that's not very feminine of me. I've learned that men don't like it when you're like too masculine and stuff like that. But I think if you're looking at me, you'll think that I'm a girly girl, but some of my personality is more masculine just because that's what has felt safe to me for a long time. So I'm working on softening that up and accepting help and like, being okay with being like more submissive because I don't just want to like <laughs> be like a crate like a crazy overstepping woman or a bitch or whatever or whatever we are called these days <laughs> but that's not who I'm trying to be so it is like a a learning curve and a process for me to unlearn um being conditioned to be more masculine because I don't really believe that I need to anymore so There's definitely that, and then, on the other hand, there's four to five different attachment styles, depending on which theory you're looking at. I fall more into the category of being dismissive, um, avoidant, so due to my need of, like, being independent and doing things on my own, I am going to be very dismissive of any emotional attachments that come my way just because 
I don't know how to process those emotions. So that would definitely explain why when I was younger, if I was dating someone who was nice to me or that I could actually see myself with, I would almost always cut the cut cut that off with them because the thought of dealing with those emotions was very difficult. So I would rather just dismiss them as if they were not there. <laughs> so I did not learn that about myself until maybe like a year or two ago when I started going to therapy. But if you are someone who is more on the anxious side or you just um, are more like fearful of relationships and stuff like that, there is a way and a certain attachment style type that is better for you. For example, two avoidant people are going to tend to both be avoidant and separate from each other. However, if an avoidant person is with a secure person, that can help kind of balance out like what you're looking for. So that is just something where you might want to look into it. I'm not going to like spiel a bunch of like theory names and scientific knowledge in this episode however I would look into um, what your attachment style is and really get real with yourself about your own behaviors and what you're doing and why you're doing the things you're doing because that can help you understand one what like what type of person would be best for you and two what you can do to improve to make the person that you're with more comfortable because they might have their own attachment struggles or um, trauma or issues or whatever because we are all human and none of us are perfect. So that is extremely important to me and has been a huge help in understanding why I am the way that I am. I have did a lot of research on love languages just because when I was a teenager, My sister had a book about the five love languages. I took the quiz and discovered that my first um, one is words of affirmation. And my second um, most important love language is um, physical touch. So the other ones were just like a very low percentage on my score. um, Things that I don't really, I want to say like appreciate. But I appreciate, like, I try to be grateful for everything. But when it comes to, like, really feeling that connection and love, whether it's from, like, a family member or even a romantic relationship, I'm not going to perceive it as much as I would, like, with a card or um, just, like, someone giving me a hug or, like, letting me know it's okay. Um, Those are, like, two things that, like, mean more to me than anything. And... My sister always makes fun of me because I think that the card is more important than the present. And she is very much the type of person who, like, loves to give people gifts. Like, she chooses amazing gifts. She has amazing taste. And she is great when it comes to, like, party planning or just, like, giving someone an experience. Um, But I have always just been so into words. And I guess, like... That's really boring to some people, but I hope hopefully I can find someone who um understands that about me to the like to the max. Like you just got to know what you say to me is what I'm going to really feel first <laughs> over anything else. So 
It wasn't until a couple of years ago where I had to really listen to actions more than the words when it came to a particular um, situation that I was in because that actually was my indicator that I'm growing as a person and I'm developing the skills to know, oh, this is good, like there's no red flags or this is bad, like there's some red flags, you need to step away and I was able to do that and I even got recognition from it um, from my therapist. She kind of just like looked at me and she said, you have been in some relationships you definitely shouldn't have been in. But the good thing is like you got out of them. And then I'm like thinking about that now and I'm like, you right, you right, you right, girl. <laughs> um, so I hope that if you're listening to this and some of the things that I'm saying make sense to you. I hope it helps you develop um, some more self-awareness or even more understanding of how you can communicate with um, the person you care about because everyone perceives love and gives love differently. So in today's single population, there are some guys who are astonished that girls are posting explicit content of themselves on the internet and profiting from it. And then on the other hand, there are women who are completely angry that men are purchasing this content from average Sally's, I guess, <laughs> and um, or supermodels, I don't know. But there is a group of women who is mad that their partner is l liking every single picture of someone with um <laughs> female genitals on Instagram or Facebook or whatever website that is most primarily used in um in this day and age and i think it's very hysterical in some ways to think that no matter which way you look at it, someone's going to be mad. It's the same thing with the whole entire like pronoun and gender arguments and such. There's always going to be someone who's unhappy with what's being said and you can't please everyone. So I just, I think anyone who is single in today's world has a ton of opportunity to connect with someone that's going to work for them. However, the struggle of finding and narrowing down and not getting absorbed into toxicity on the internet, um, it's a battle. So that is my look <laughs> on that. Because as someone who is very open-minded and has had an OnlyFans account before and does not judge people for doing things one way or another. No matter what happens, the communication that happens on the internet makes things so messy, so complex, and it's almost going to be impossible to not have the internet to live a functional life moving forward. There's tons of research about that. So this is like what we're working with. So as you're raising children and really getting to know yourself I definitely would advise um being conscious of what media like you're absorbing and 
what kind of boundaries you need to set when it comes to connecting with other people on the internet. I grew up in a very religious state and I truly believe that there are just polar opposite groups in my state. However, there is a lot of people in my generation who were raised to be very strict religious people and when they became teenagers and young adults they um, stepped away from their um, religious institution and became so rebellious and so wild and it kind of just bred like this culture in Salt Lake City that I think is just really interesting now that I live in a huge city where there's so many people, so many different types of people, people from around the world, like here, here and there, everywhere. The culture in Salt Lake City is still just weird as hell and something you can never forget, like once you experience it. And now that I'm going to be moving back to that area, I'm probably going to be like reminded why I left. <laughs> but no, there are good things. Um, that I miss and I can't appreciate from where I'm from but I'm just saying my generation is on the wild side and there are things that have never been witnessed before because of the internet and the internet is another reason why religion has been exposed in a lot of ways so people are just acting up <laughs> And I thought that I was a city girl, but I'm actually like a grandma. So <laughs> I just want a lot more peace and solitude than I ever thought that I ever, would ever want. But that's okay too. Um, hopefully I find someone who's on the same wavelength, but just not too boring, I guess. <laughs> like, Oh boy. What are we going to do? There was actually a serial predator who was just sentenced to prison after um, harming many women throughout Salt Lake City for over a decade. And I am super relieved that this person is finally being held um, accountable for their actions, especially since I was actually contacted by this person like two to three times um, on social media sites when I was younger and I just want to bring like light to this subject because as I've been like joking about like meeting people on the internet and like my generation being crazy just a few moments ago it is very dangerous to meet people that you don't know so I just wanted to use that as an example that I have been contacted by someone who is literally going to prison for um essaying and doing things to females that are just unspeakable that I don't even want to repeat but that was something that um, kind of reflected how the Utah criminal justice system can um, fail people and has failed women and victims of abuse not just women like men too but it has failed to hold people accountable for doing things that are inhuman and are not okay and so that is an example of something that has been different for me moving to Texas because all of the men that I've met here so far 
are literally, even if they're not, like, if they weren't, like, born in Texas, like, they just have so much more respect and Southern hospitality and consideration of women that I have never in my life experienced. And I think that's why I absolutely, like, love the people that I made friends with here because they are so kind and considerate of others. And there are a lot of people that are very self-involved and just very clicky and you know I guess like for whatever reason believe that treating women is a certain is okay or is acceptable um it's like night and day from what like I've witnessed so I'm definitely going to be a lot different when I move back just because now that I've healed myself and been kind of like awake when it comes to realizing um that being like abused or being spoken to in a certain way is not acceptable and it's a reflection of how you feel about yourself now that I feel really good about myself if there's anyone who is going to come at me sideways or spew any of that intention or negativity towards me they might see a side of me that they'd never seen before But um, I'm going to end off with do your research, know your love language, know your attachment style, know the person that you're interested in forming a relationship and understand those aspects of your partner as well and find someone who can kind of meet you in the middle with um, the battles that you have to fight and they have to fight. Because if you're with someone who has never fought a battle and doesn't plan on fighting a battle or thinks that they're never going to have to fight a battle in their lifetime, you need to um, obviously send them like prayers because everyone ends up fighting a battle. But you might want to find someone who has that emotional intelligence and capability to carry you through um, what your cards are. So... I I don't think that by by believing that you are not lovable because of your past or if you're ashamed of your past or if you've been abused and you're like ashamed any of the above I believe if you can switch your intention and take accountability or like be just confident in what has happened and knowing that you don't want it to happen in the future I think by making that little switch mentally, you will attract people who are going to meet you right there. But thank you guys so much for listening to The Sacred Trauma. I hope that you are not too traumatized by um, how blunt I am about certain things. But I do hope that you take something with you. And um, contact me through email at CourtneyRayRich at gmail.com if you have anything that you would like to share with me or if you'd even like to be a guest. Thank you so much.